Welcome to the Antioch Austin podcast. Wherever you're listening from, we hope this message encourages you. For more information about Antioch Austin, please check our website at AntiochATX.com. Now here's Pastor J.D. Griffin. Well, what is going on, Antioch? Man, it's so good to be with all of you today. And look, this was a big week in a lot of your worlds, okay? From pre-K to kindergarten all the way to seniors. It was graduation week, you know what I mean? Like people were graduating. And I just want to say to all of our high school seniors, I mean, way to go, way to finish all of our people that graduated from college, amazing grad school, all of the graduations. And, and for the first time, we had a graduation here at Antioch. Yeah, our discipleship school that we started this year had a graduation. And, and I just want to say, like, I want to give a humongous shout out to the geese. To the geese. All right, Dave and Dee Bresman are just the bomb, man, like Flying J forever. Uh, I mean, uh, they lead our D school. And, and I just want to say, like, we, we had over 50 people. If you ask D, we had like over 197 people. No, I'm joking. We kind of, we tease her that she counts like a Baptist. But, but like, but, but we had over 50 people complete this nine month. And here's, here's how I describe the discipleship school. It's nine months of a school of transformation. It's where we lean into God, we lean into one another, and what happens when we do that is God begins to do things in us, change things in us, rewire us to be more like him. And it's really simple. We just do what the church is supposed to to do. And when we do that, things begin to change. And, and we're actually doing the school again, believe it or not, this next year. And, and I think, I think, Dave, I'm looking at you. I'm not looking at the camera right now, but registration is open, right? Registration is open right now. And so if you're even on the fence about it, just register for it. And, and even better, if you know one of the people that just graduated from the school, call them, ask them if it was worth it, because they're going to tell you absolutely, yes, it is worth it. Nine months that will literally change your life. You can get all the information on AntiochATX.com on how to register, more details on the school. But I'm just so proud of all of our D school students. Uh, I'm just, I, I'm so thankful for the way that you leaned in, you risked, and, and I'm so thankful also uh, that I see more of Jesus on each in every one of you uh, because of how deep you went with him uh, this past year. The, the D school is a really special, powerful thing uh, that we do around here. Now, all right, here we go. Last week, uh, we started a series that we're calling Reentry. And what we were leaning into is that as things begin to get back to normal, right, as, as we begin to make our way back back into what feels a little bit more like real life, we will hit friction. And, and, and we started to kind of build our way forward uh, by looking at 1 Corinthians 13, 13 that says that these things will remain. Faith, hope, and love. And, and we kind of used faith, 
hope, and love like our gauges, just like a pilot, right? When, when a pilot is flying a spacecraft and they're re-entering the Earth's gravitational pull, this atmospheric re-entry, they, they have to focus on not what they feel, but they have to focus on the instruments that are in front of them to help them navigate through the complexity and the friction that they're encountering as they are re-entering. And, and faith Hope and love are those instruments for us as we're making our way into and through the complexity of our own reentry, right? They're, they're checkpoints. That's how I like to think about them. They're, they're checkpoints like this. Are my thoughts, are, are, are my words, emotions, and actions filled with faith? Does my life reflect the hope of the gospel in every area? Am I loving those around me and in front of me, right? These things will guide us in these uncertain waters uh, and they will help us navigate through our reentry. Faith, hope, and love will guide us where we need to be, which is a really good thing because... Every day feels like the same day. Can I get an amen on that? Every, like, have you felt that, like, all of the days of the week are the same now? So, like, the excitement of Friday is gone. And so it's like every day, it's like every day we have a case of the Mondays. Because it's like, is it Monday? Is it Wednesday? Does it matter what day it is, you know, I mean, it's just like at this week specifically on our team, we had multiple people miss meetings, not because they weren't organized, but they just forgot what day it was because every day feels like the exact same day. Now, look, there was a movie that came out in the 90s that was called Groundhog Day, uh, which is just, it's kind of a wild story, honestly. It's a crazy story, but now it kind of seems oddly prophetic. Because you have this dude, this dude named Phil Connor that gets stuck in a time loop where he wakes up every day and it's still February 2nd. I mean, how real does that feel, right? Like every day you wake up, it's just the same day over and over again. But, but here's what's interesting. In the movie, what busts Phil out of this loop was when he stopped using people and started caring for people. In the movie, he, he was desperate to break out of this horrific loop of being stuck in every day feeling like the same day, but, but what broke him out was actually a breakthrough. What, what broke him out was actually a breakthrough. And, and, and look, I'm with you, okay? Like, I am ready to break out of this time warp that we're in. Like, I, I'm ready. I'm ready to put this thing behind us. But, but I believe that God doesn't just want to break us out. I believe that he wants to bring some breakthrough. And, and I'm wondering if there's any honest people in the house today, people that are ready to leave behind some stuff that's been holding them back. Today is a day for breakthrough. Uh, today is the day where mountains are going to begin to move. Today uh, is the day that things are going to begin to start to shift. Chains are going to start to break. 
If you're ready for some breakthrough, if you're ready to begin to, to see things that have been holding you back, begin to move in all of our living rooms. Let me just hear the biggest, loudest amen. Now, if you have a Bible, I want you to open it up with me to Joshua 5. And now, if you've spent any amount of time in church, in your life, you will quickly realize that you know this story very, very well. This is the story of the battle of Jericho. And what the people of Israel here were facing were the very first steps into the land that God had promised them literally years and years before as they were leaving hundreds of years of slavery. And God told them that he was going to give them a home, right? He was going to give them a place that that was going to be filled with provision and and protection. But along the way, the people kept losing their way. And, And honestly, right, that's the human way. Right? Like, but we are so easily distracted. And what began to happen, because the people kept losing their way, was Groundhog Day. Every day felt like the last day. They were just wandering around the desert. They, they were literally walking in circles for 40 years, following clouds and fire and eating manna and quail that fell from the sky day after day after day after day. Is it Monday? Is it Wednesday? Does it matter what day it is, right? Like, can you imagine the monotony? And God spoke to the people And he said, it's time to break out of this monotony and step into your destiny. And as they were making their way into the promise, they ran into a wall. And that wall's name was Jericho. It says this in verse 13. Now, when Joshua was near Jericho, He looked up and he saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. And Joshua went up and asked, are you with us or for our enemies? Neither, he replied, but as the commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, what message does the Lord have for his servant And the commander of the Lord's army replied, look, take off your sandals for the place where you're standing is holy. And Joshua did so. And I love that Joshua sees this angel standing in front of him with his sword drawn. And he asks him, look, are you for us or or are you for our enemies? And the response of heaven was neither Look, I don't know who this is for, but somebody needs to hear that God is not concerned with what is opposing you. God is not concerned with what is opposing you. He's concerned with where he's leading you. I'm not sure if you heard what I said, because what I said was that God is not concerned with what opposes you. He is only concerned with with where he is leading you. Sometimes we get so stressed out and distracted and overwhelmed by the things that we feel are in our way. We get so put out and turned upside down 
dreaming about, thinking about, and obsessing about the things that we feel are opposing us, standing in the way, standing in the way of where we feel like God is calling us, right? And, and, and because we forget that when God is for us, nothing can stand against us. And, and, and I think that it's time for us to stop stressing about what opposes us and start expecting that God has some opportunity for us. Now watch what happens next in Joshua 6, verse 1. Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites, and no one went out and no one came in. And then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and its fighting men. Now just, like, just pencil this into your Bible. Notice that God declared the victory before anything had already happened. God had said, I, I have delivered Jericho into your hands. I have already made it happen. It is done, and I've, I'm giving you everything, the king, the fighting men. Now, this is what I want you to do. I want you to march around the city once with all the armed men and do this for six days. And have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horn in front of the ark, and on the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. Jesus, Jesus is like, yo, I want a marching band. <laughs> I want a marching band. Put the priests in the front, put some trumpets in their hands, and I want them to blow those things the whole way around. Verse 5 says this, when you hear them, Sound a long blast on the trumpets. Have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up, everyone straight in. Now, don't forget that for years, the people had been walking. They had been walking for 40 years. They had been walking in a circle for 40 years. They had been walking, talking about this day. They, they had been dreaming about getting ready to take ground, to begin to move into the promise. And God says, how I want you to do it is to keep walking. Each lap was two hours. A two-hour tour, man. That's like almost Gilligan's Island. Which, you know what I'm saying? So that's a three-hour tour. Each lap was, was a two-hour trip. And the plan of God for the people to step through the wall that was blocking them from the promise that he had given them uh, was to keep doing what they've been doing, but to start do it with purpose. To keep doing what they were doing, but to start doing it with purpose. Hear me, when God turns what has been mundane into your mission, things begin to shift. When God begins to turn what's been mundane into your mission, things begin 
to shift. This is huge right now because for most of us, every day feels like the same day, right? We're doing things that feel small and mundane every single day. How many of you are thankful that elementary school ends this week? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But when God shifts what has been mundane into our mission, we are no longer just wandering around, wondering where we're going, we start to move with purpose. Uh, the people were still walking, but they were no longer wondering. They were walking, but they were walking with purpose because God had turned their mundane into their Mission. If you feel like you're just walking in circles like, and, and you're wondering, how am I going to break out? I, I feel so trapped. I, I, I feel stuck. How do I break down the wall that's in front of me? God told me to tell you today, make your mundane your mission. Maybe what you need more than to break out is some breakthrough. Maybe you don't need to change what you're doing. You just need to change what you believe is happening when you're doing what you're doing. And when what we feel is happening around us, the, the mundane things that we're doing, when those things become our mission, we're, we're, we're not just wandering around walking. No, we're moving. We're growing. We're, we're advancing. We're changing. We have purpose and we're stepping into who God has made us to be. You know, there's a famous scene in a classic movie called The Karate Kid. And, and, and if you haven't seen The Karate Kid, I'm going to give you about 30 seconds to go before the Lord and repent. Because it is a fantastic movie. And, 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 and if you haven't seen the movie or if you don't remember because you saw it like a long time ago... Uh, the gist of the movie is you've got a, a, a little dude named Daniel, right? You've got a kid named Daniel. He's getting beat up. He's getting bullied. And he comes across this, this old wise man named Mr. Miyagi. And, and Mr. Miyagi begins to teach him karate. And, and what begins to happen is that Mr. Miyagi starts calling Daniel, Daniel's son, right? And, and he looks him in the eyes, and, and they make this sacred pact. It's like this powerful part of the movie where, where, where Mr. Miyagi looks at Daniel's son, and he, he says, look, I'm going to make a sacred pact of, of teacher and student with you. I'm going to teach you everything that I know. And here's your part. You have to trust me. You have to trust me, and I don't want you to ask any questions about why we're doing what we're doing. You just need to trust me. And, and Danielson says, yes, I trust you. I want to do this. And, and then Mr. Miyagi looks at all of these classic cars that are in his yard. And he says, great, I want you to wash and wax all of these cars, right? And Danielson's like, why do I have to wash? And, and Mr. Miyagi like interrupts him and says, Remember, no questions. <laughs> but this was the beginning of the famous, say with me if you know it, wax on, wax off, right? Wax on, no, circle. You must do circle. Wax on, wax off. As the movie unfolds, this 
mundane action of washing those cars and waxing those cars again and again and again actually had a mission. It, it actually wasn't mundane. It felt mundane, but it had a purpose because it was building a foundation for Daniel. And sometimes it's not changing what we're doing, but changing what we believe is happening when we're doing what we're doing will give us some breakthrough. Don't, don't get lulled to sleep in these days. Don't, don't miss the mission in your mundane. Don't look past what seems like it doesn't matter because when we start seeing our mundane as our mission, God will use what at times felt meaningless and turn it into momentum. And, and as the people followed Joshua, right? They, they followed him. They did what God had said. And as the people walked, the walls began to rock. But watch this. The walls didn't fall, though. The walls didn't fall when they walked. No, the walls fell when the people put some praise on their mission. Ooh, I, I don't know if you heard me. The, the, the walls didn't fall when they walked. The walls fell when the people put some praise on their mission. Again, verse 15, on the seventh day, they got up at daybreak. They marched around the city seven times in the same manner, except on that day, they circled the city seven times. And the seventh time around, when the priest sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army, shout. For the Lord has given you the city. But, but I want to I read verse 18. But before we go into really what happened when they shouted, Joshua said something else to the people as they stood on the edge of seeing the breakthrough happen in their lives that they had been dreaming about for years. It says in verse 18, but keep away from the devoted things. Keep away from the devoted things. And those devoted things were the gods of the people that lived in Jericho. Keep away from those things so that you will not bring about your own destruction by taking any of them. Otherwise, you will make the camp of Israel, Israel liable to destruction and bring trouble on it. You know, something that's been so interesting about this COVID-19 crisis that we're all living through right now is that it's created new terms that we now know, all know and understand that just three months ago, I had never heard, like social distancing. I had never heard of social distancing before this crisis, and now I hear about social distancing in almost every conversation that I have. And I see how social distancing affects how I interact with everybody. It affects how I go to the store. It affects how we're doing church. It affects everything. This term didn't even exist in my mind. Maybe it didn't really smart people's minds. But in my mind, those two words never even went together. Social distancing. And now we all know what it means. And can I say, as we begin to cross over in this pandemic, there are some things, maybe some relationships that we need to maintain some social distance from. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If there are some people or habits in our lives that are not helping us stay focused on the gauges of reentry of faith, 
and hope and love that, that maybe the standards of this pandemic might need to remain even as the pandemic begins to end. Some of, some of the standards of, of staying distant, we might need to keep. Because when God begins to give us breakthrough that leads to us breaking out of what feels like is blocking us, when the, when the walls start to fall down in our lives, let's not lose the new ground that we have taken by picking up new things that can break us. Let's, let's not lose the ground that we're taking by picking up new things that can break us. L listen to 2 Corinthians verse 3. It says, now this Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Man, I love that. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom, and we all who with unveiled faces. That has a little bit more understanding to me as I've been walking around with a mask. We all with unveiled faces. Aren't you tired of your phone not working because you got a veiled face? It drives me bananas. I, I take my mask off. I get so frustrated. I'm like, goodness, open up, phone. Because there's a difference when we have a veiled face. There's a distance. And we all with unveiled faces, we get to contemplate the Lord's glory. And we're being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. We're being transformed. We're being restored. We're, we're being re renewed, meaning that breakthrough is not a moment. Breakthrough is a process. And, and, and the walls will fall down in one area of your life only to show you that you got walls in another area of your life. right? Like, because when breakthrough happens over here, it, it only reveals that there's a new temptation over there. And Joshua is giving us some amazing warning. He's like, in our breakthrough, as things begin to shift, as the, as the battle begins to turn, keep away from the devoted things. Keep away from the things that will distract you. Keep away from the idols that will pull you away from who you're called to worship, right? Uh, be, be, because what they called God in Jericho is not who you call God. And so don't put your affections where they put their affections. You've got to stay away from the things that will pull you away from the main thing. Yeah, there's some situations, there's some relationships, there's some places that we just need to keep away from. Because the only thing that happens when we go there is trouble. Now, now watch this. After Joshua gives them this amazing warning about social distancing... In verse 20, it says, When the trumpet sounded, the army shouted. And at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So everyone charged straight in, and they took the city. Now, now remember, this had been happening for six days. That six days they have been walking around, but what felt like it was mundane had become their mission. And so it wasn't what they were doing, but what was happening when they were doing 
what they were doing. Look, I believe that the walls were shaking as they were walking. I, I believe that. I don't know if they saw it. I don't know if they felt it. But as they were walking, things were moving. But it wasn't until the people put some praise on their purpose. It wasn't until the people put praise. Listen to me. When your praise gets a purpose, it brings down your problem. When your praise gets a purpose, it brings down your problem. Look, we need to start aiming some of our praise, pointing some of our worship, directing some of our declarations at what's blocking us from stepping into God that God has for us, not just the way that we need breakthrough. No, no, no. Armed. Armed with what can bring breakthrough. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes God will allow you to face a wall to remind you of the power of your worship. He'll allow you to face a trial to remind you of the power of your praise. Now, I think there's a few people. To, hold up, man. Check this out. I think there's, because I, I want people to hear this. I, I, I think there's a few people that are watching today. They're trying so hard to see change happen in their life. You, you are trying so hard to see breakthrough happen in your life. And you just feel trapped. You're, and, you're, and you're tired. You're exhausted. You're trying so hard to see freedom from addictions and you, that you know are killing you. And you just still feel like you're just looking at a wall and it won't move. Hear me. Maybe things will start to shift as you start to shout. Maybe things will begin to start to shift when, when, when you start to shout. Listen, don't shout at what needs to move. Shout praises to the one who can make it move. We need to start shouting some praise. Look, look, look I, say, I love this. I love this. I love this. I love this. I love it. Teaching my kids how to ride a bike, it's an amazing, frustrating thing. Right now, but at the end of the day, like when they get it, like to be honest with you, a couple of my kids, I didn't think they ever were going to get it. I had given up, but they ended up getting it. When they got it, it was so cool. It was amazing. I loved it. it was, it's so fun to watch them conquer their fear. It's so fun to watch them begin to do something that they didn't believe was even fun. And then they see how fun it is. I love it. I love it. But there's this thing that becomes very clear when you're teaching a kid how to ride a bike. And that is the famous, like, don't hit the tree guarantees they're going to hit the tree. Right? Because what you focus on will be where you aim. And so where you look, the bike will follow. So if I shout, don't hit the tree, where are they going? Don't hit the tree, don't hit the tree, don't hit the tree. T-bone the tree. But if I ignore that the tree is, is even there, guess what? They don't even see it. They're not even concerned. They, they don't even feel threatened by it because where you focus is going to be where you aim. We need to start aiming our praise not at what is blocking us. We need to start aiming our praise at the God who can bring deliverance to us because when our praise gets a purpose when we allow our worship to pull us into him what feels mundane becomes our mission and when we shout things begin to shake now look i want to be a little crazy i, I want to be just a little bit crazy today 
Because I've been preaching to 10 people for two months. And so I'm feeling a little risky. And and so listen, I, I believe that when we shout, things shake. I believe that when God gave the people this this clarity of I want you to turn your mundane into your mission, I want you to aim some praise at your problem, I want you to see me bigger than you see the wall, and it's gonna start coming down, that it wasn't just for them, but it's a template for us, that when we're looking at a wall that won't move, that we need to start shouting and believing that it's not about what we're doing, but it's about what's happening when we're doing what we're doing. So I want you to look at it. I want you to look at your wall, whatever it is, that thing that won't move, that mountain that won't shake, that addiction that won't leave, that that financial burden that won't go away, that relationship that won't get any better. I want you to look at it, and then I want you to look past it. I want you to look past it at the God who is for you, the God who is with you. And I don't want you to shout at the wall. No, no, no. I want you to shout praise to the God who can bring the wall down. So let me hear. I want to hear it across the whole city. Let's shout. Come on. To begin to shout. Begin to shout. Begin to shout. Begin to shout. Shout for victory. Shout for victory. Come on, somebody. Shout. Because when we shout, things begin to shake. Jesus, we love you. We love you, Jesus. We love you. We put our hope in you, God. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. 